You're back. I, it helps when I unmute the sound. That works. Mmm. Pro tip. Pro tip. Enjoy. Yeah, if you're really a pro, now, you wouldn't mute it to begin with. With audio. Oh wow! I don't One know of why the audio was noises. That's weird. <laughs> the noises podcast. Noises. <laughs> noises. Noises and sounds. Noises and sounds. Yeah, mainly clicking. A lot of uh, welcome back to Tuesday Night Nerds. Uh, it's we took a little bit of break because you know the world was not a great place, uh, and it seemed it still like kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's but not Im like important gets... work was happening. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and we did not want to distract from that important work. Yeah. Slash, we're not really in a place to play Dungeons and Dragons for amusement, uh, but we are we are back in some form. We're at a slightly earlier hour. We'll see how that affects people's energy levels. Uh, we're going to play one hour of Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, starting very soon. Strictly one uh, hour. One hour. Watch the um, Not a minute more, not a minute less. It will, I mean, it could very well be minutes more or less, Dan. Okay. Don't lock me into that. Well, this is not another podcast that is done professionally. 30 minutes. That's Micah, let's do this. <laughs> All right, go. <laughs> Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast that's about five people playing Dungeons and Dragons on the internet with your Dungeon Master, Tony Sindelar. Hello, I've seized control of this podcast. I do notice that you and Michael always refer to each other as Dungeon Buddies now on Clockwise. I thought that would fade after like one or two, but nope. Steve's you and strong, me both. And I appreciate <laughs> I'm just saying I appreciate that. So, yeah. Uh, anything we need to do before we... I do like to commit to a bit. So. <laughs> mm. yeah. No, um, I, I did while I was in a work Zoom call today, accidentally screen share a Chrome tab of a centaur. So I'm still <laughs> processing that um, mm. going into the session tonight. So. It it as, let's talk about how this project is neither man nor horse, but something in between. It's true. I do have to know more about the centaur. Are we talking like a good-looking centaur or like a like an? So they didn't centaur? see the photo of the centaur oh, okay. uh, because it was indeed a photo of a centaur. No, they just saw it was like centaur <laughs> underscore twenty four <laughs> underscore png. Okay. Um, oh, so they just saw that that you had it. Like a yeah. Photo? First off, it like was probably probably centaur? not a photo. <laughs> it, uh, well, what? Erica? What are you saying, is that Tony? is that not something that you would pin if there, you found a photo of a <laughs> yeah, centaur? True. Fair. Erica, this is not how I wanted you to find out that centaurs are real. Uh, I just want you to know that ATM was this ATM footage of a centaur. <laughs> I wanted a centaur to just like appear in my life. That's how I wanted to find out. You know? Hello, uh, Erica. You think that now? <laughs> centaur. What if it was like a Canadian centaur that was like half man, half moose? Wait, centaur already that has a U in harder. it though. It would be very difficult to uh, to get up onto a moose to yeah. ride it. So, moose what if the centaur was that one hockey player? <laughs> it is. You know how hard it would be to, to she's, skate. She's skate blushing at that legs. one, which is pretty great. <laughs> no, I just think it's hilarious that you're just like that one hockey. Player. We don't remember that his name, not, and we all know we who all you're know, talking yeah. about. It's that guy that you title. think is attractive and owns a dog. <laughs> And is we, also we a when you're talking. Owns the cute. I don't dog remember his name. Possibly in Hold the on. world. Hold Tied on. with Micah's dogs, of course. Oh. If of I course. search hot Edmonton Oilers, will it tell <laughs> Wait, me that? Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, whoa. No, 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 you want no, to no, put no. hockey right. hockey okay, in there? Okay, but but let me uh, let me throw a little <laughs> spice on this. Hot Edmonton Oilers centaur. centaur. <laughs> 
I'm not searching for that. I, yeah, um, wow. Come on. You know I what? Know. The first thing that came up when I searched for hot Edmonton Oilers is just their roster. It's like, that doesn't help. That John, doesn't narrow it down They at just all. dropped the mic on you, Tony. Um, They're all hot. Very hot. Searching, searching further. Possibly Leon Drasadi is that seems to be Leon the Dreisaitl, Pinterest. It's his name. Okay, so that can is. Can you say that again? Damn. Drysital. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. I heard Let me just ask a question. I was very confused. <laughs> uh, this is that is what Pinterest thinks is your canonically hot Don't hockey argue player. With Pinterest. Well, no, I just Pinterest is split here, and I just want to get the Erica vote. Uh, Pinterest also seems to have an interest in Adam Larson. Team Sweden slash Edmonton Oilers. Is that what? is that someone you're familiar with? Oh, no. I'm familiar with him. He is an excellent defenseman, spelled with a C. Mm. Um, but uh, never thought of him as good looking. I mean, he's not bad looking. I am so looking at him, team. and I do have I have concerns about his haircut and his neck. Well, you um, can never ever <laughs> ever look at hockey players and haircuts like that's just no. Did you okay, for your consent, called hunks of hockey. That doesn't surprise, that doesn't surprise me. me at all. So for your consideration, yes, <laughs> dry saddle, sweaty centaur. Ooh. Ooh. I forget what this show is again. What are we doing here? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I had to unburden myself, but instead I have super burdened everyone else. I'm fine. I'm just I'm thinking about that. I have been watching a lot of Queer Eye and I'm like thinking about like, how would I fix Adam Larson's hair? Um, because like that is you know like I mean I think he needs he just he needs a little work. Um, I he, he think can... that's the case with most hockey players, so that's fair. Well, I'm just you know, and like it's got to be functional because they got to wear their those helmets all the time. You'd think it that, still weirds me out. Wait, do hockey yeah. wear helmets? That's what they're called, right? Hockets. Yes, hockets do wear helmets. It's very weird, Micah. When every now and then I'll be looking at some like notable Boston sports person who it seems like mainly is hockey players from the '70s, and there's photos of hockey players not wearing helmets. Yeah. And it's like that seems re- really dangerous. And the answer is that like not a lot of them in their '50s have teeth. Um, so. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And and the weird thing is is like they they sort of grandfathered it in so you would have a, a mix, mix on yeah. the ice of people who had to wear helmets because they were young enough and, then and people they didn't... Who didn't and we're still at that same what? point now with, with face, visors face plates, yeah. there are still quite a, p- a few what? players who do not have any eye covering in front of their eyes when we were growing up that was a f- they did not they had helmets but no face covering whatsoever yeah. and there's still quite a few who who are like that it's like the people when you see the old timey football and they're wearing like the leather mm-hmm. h- helmets i don't even know how you call that a helmet uh actually dan i you know how i frequently uh, uh hold on this is not for our listeners except well, in they're, so they're far listening as so sorry no 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 it's okay no, 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 how, no, many, it's... how many people are listening dan uh 19 <laughs> and they're all going to hear this no 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 it's great they're going to hear mom. this they're not going to see this though uh so listeners to our podcast don't, don't know that I frequently post silly photos of Dan from high school and college, which he does not appreciate, um, to, that I share with but other I people. But I appreciate it. But like, I, really. Yeah, that I appreciate. I am looking somewhere. I have a photo of me wearing a silly hat that I'm going to share Dan to like. Frisbee helmet? Uh, it's a Frisbee helmet. No, we're not getting a picture of um, Dan. I, I've shared a lot of those. I've got... Um, can't find the photo my mom sent me at. some pictures today i guess i could show those <laughs> um all right hold on hold on hold on it's like gonna be worth it like 15 it's gonna be worth it and when i say worth it i mean just for uh you know the people playing the game not, <laughs> not the listeners where, where are you sharing this picture 
Well, first I have to find it, which is taking a lot longer than I thought it was. Cool. People are here for so this. So we start earlier, but we don't start start. No, this is all. It's all good. We're we'll all. Just we're... talk for an hour and then we'll play. Um, dang, I thought this was gonna be easier. I to don't find. have my phone, or I would definitely pull it up on my phone and then hold it up so that the chat could see it. Um, I'm not saying you can't do that. I'm just saying don't do that. <laughs> I don't have my phone. <sighs> I can't find this picture. Well, I guess that's my homework. I can find out. This is going to vex me. Yes, uh, that is your homework. Then I'm going to find this photo of Tony um, wearing a ridiculous helmet. While you're uh, doing that, I'm just scrolling through hunks of hockey to find all the ones where they're them holding dogs. And I'm that. It makes all right. Yeah. So Ooh. so we're all busy. You so, should, if you want a, a hockey player, I don't know if he's cute, but his dogs are cute. Um, Claude Giroux has some of the cutest dogs. I spell that. Uh, G-I-R-O-U-F. And it's Claude Giroux. I'm sorry, I said Claude, like an American. <laughs> Americans are the worst. Yep. Um, lots of pictures. Oh my goodness, the the sunglasses. <laughs> no one's complaining yet that we're not playing Dungeons and Dragons, right? We're still in the clear. We have like any of those. Uh, I don't even know if my mom is watching. <laughs> so well, no. what's what's the point? Mm -hmm. Agreed. <laughs> oh my God, Dan. <laughs> I sent embarrassing pictures of me this time. Just yep, where where in the in our <laughs> in our Slack channel. All right, hold on, I got it. Oh my god, it's the centaur. Oh, look at your full haircut. Oh, I had that haircut for so long, basically as long oh, as I had hair. The centaur. Oh you my had. god, that's an adorable centaur. All right, Dan, I think legally, uh, this this evens out for every photo I've ever shared with the uncomfortable people of you. Circa high school or college. Even. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> my goodness. Wow. Also, I feel like I know that. That's a baby. Oh. We need to protect him. Mm -hmm. Wait, now what game was this? That, is uh, that was Ultimate Frisbee. That is not traditional you Ultimate Frisbee. You don't actually wear a helmet in Ultimate Frisbee. <laughs> no, you don't. But that, but our team had a, uh, from like a military surplus, like a Russian tank helmet that they had written the name of the team on that would get passed around. In an attempt to look, no, we weren't taking it. This was the days when Ultimate Frisbee was not taken seriously. Um, not like and, now. And you were doing your part to make sure that it was pr putting its best foot forward. College Ultimate in particular was uh, a silly time, a silly place. Uh, I would like silly to know that for $20, you and you can use Apple Pay, can own an angry centaur calling out an offender and ice hockey <laughs> rink background. <laughs> I thought you were about to set, set up a business selling uh, dumb photos of Tony and Dan. And I was like, I can't stop Mike from doing that. You know what? He, he deserves How it. How is there a market <laughs> for that? Yeah, there's there's also a hockey punk, puck that uh, has a picture is of a, a little centaur punk? on it. And it says, centaur of attention. Oh, <laughs> centaur of attention. I hate it. <laughs> I love it. Oh, apparently uh, Jason, Jason Snell is is listening to us because he shared an image where he searched hot Edmonton Oilers centaur and he has not yelled at us to start playing Dungeons and Dragons yet. So I can do that an endorsement of these shenanigans. He's not the boss of us. Is he, is well, that, does anyone know? Someone clarify the org chart. It's, it's, it's not me. There's no chart. The flat structure. That's, That's scary too. All right. That said, what do you think? Should we do Dungeons and Dragons? Is this rec I am recording. I don't even know how God, to do this anymore. All of like, that was gold. It was just... I don't want to do this anymore. 
I don't want to be the reason why. So I just, I have, do we have a quorum? Is this, or is this Centaur Chat? Oh my Hi, welcome Let's, to Centaur Chat. Let's do both. Uh, I'm so sick of voting for Democratic Centaurists. Um, <laughs> you know, you get to reelect your centaurs every six years. Uh, <laughs> Good night, everybody. It's been fun. Tuesday <laughs> night. Bye. All right. Woo. This is good. Let's let's channel this. All right. Welcome <laughs> back to Total Party Kill. It's me, Tony Sendelar, the Dungeon Master here on the Curse of Strahd Adventures. Uh, we are doing a return to the dog and pony show after, I guess, I mean, a break, but we still release these episodes every week. I don't know how time works anymore, people. Um, yeah, we're going to play some Dungeons & Dragons tonight, specifically Curse of Strahd. Allow me to introduce our players. They will introduce their characters, and then I'll give you a quick recap of where we have been and what is going on. First up, it's Erica Ensign. Hello, I am playing Broldish. I am a dwarven paladin uh, who has a celestial pony named Pony Sindelarnt. Next up, it's Micah Sargent. I don't know if you remember, Tony, but last time we played, you laid out a very specific way in which one is uh, meant to issue a complaint. Um, I would like to go ahead here and uh, let you know that the hero <laughs> is too big. Um, All right. So, All right. You got let that? the record Micah, show. Let the record show. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Bailiff Jane. Please continue. <laughs> That uh, uh, Mike, Micah has uh, purchased a copy of the Alephus Jackson and in masking tape with a Sharpie, it looks like, yes, uh, recorded the complaint that the hill is too big. I would like to to, to respond to that by saying, you're right. <laughs> I'm <Thank> sorry. You. <laughs> can't um, wait until my copy arrives next week. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not sure what I could be doing about that now, uh, other than to acknowledge that everything... That, that, that the hill being too large is simply the most recent mistake I have made. Um, and that I will take this under advisement and likely I will be fired. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I am All right. Elevor. I play Elevor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, that was seamless. You're a pro. Go for it. I play Elevor, the half-elf druid. All right. I love it when our introductions can include a complaints section. <laughs> I have now therefore forgotten who has and has not been introduced so far, but I believe I've literally only introduced two people. Let's introduce Aline Sims next. Hi, Aline. Hello, I am not registering a complaint this week, but I appreciate that. is noted. Mm. I play Imra Soliana, the Wood Elf Ranger and her dog Anderdite. Excellent. Next up, it is Dan Morin, noted author of The Aleph Extraction, the primary way of registering complaints here on Total Party Kill. Hi, Tony. I've got 20 copies, so I have a lot of complaints. <laughs> okay. Just load them into the uh, the wood shredder here. <laughs> Just take them up one by one. I play Casting Onatar's Crucible, a Warforged Cleric. All right. And last but not least, it's Jane Red. Hi, Jane. Hi, Tony. I play Lena Dulina, the human rogue. All right. So we have our dog and pony adventuring group assembled. Let us recap uh, what we are doing because it has been a little while for our players. You are in the land of Barovia, ruled over by the, you know, controversial leader, Strahd von Zarevich. Um, things are not always great here. And when I say always, I mean, they're always bad. They're just real. Like this place is just 
like like a bad cake with like another bad cake baked around it. Metaphors are bad here in Barovia. <laughs> what i'm saying um specifically you have journeyed through a variety of towns throughout barovia learning information about strad his rule and who may or may not be loyal to him you've encountered various factions of humans and other creatures that uh sometimes need your help sometimes uh, wish you harm and you are currently uh on the western edges of the Valley of Barovia. You have liberated a winery from a squadron of druids, bad druids, not like Elevor. These are really bad druids who were loyal to Strahd and having liberated a winery, you thought, let us take the fight to the druids. You have headed south to the location known as Yester Hill. Yester Hill appears to be some kind of ritual site for the druids. And um, as you are sneaking around on the edges of, of Yester Hill, some strange things happen. Uh, Basically, a pile of rocks uh, slash a ghost spoke to uh, Imra. That happened. That's a thing that happened. Uh, who hasn't uh, run into a pile of rocks slash a ghost? Slash a ghost. Uh, it was ambiguous what was going on, right? Uh, there were some druid berserkers that came running out of the rain and the mud at you. And just when things couldn't seem like they could get worse, one Strad von Zarovich riding Bucephalus, his wunderhorse, uh, appeared taunted you, blew up several of your horses, and possessed Aragal, the Vistani assassin, who usually is your friend until he was manipulated in, by Strahd into fighting you. I believe at this point you have subdued Aragal because somebody has paralyzed him. Uh, he's pretty, pretty badly wounded. Strahd von Zarevich has ridden off on his flying Wunderhorse uh, Bucephalus, and it's just you I guess, like, sitting on top of a paralyzed assassin in the rain, in the mud, with yeah, a magic we tied spear. My favorite we tied song. him up because I cast a whole person on him, which only lasts for a minute, so... All right. Yeah, quickly tied him up. So, uh, a lot happened in the last session, is what I'm saying, and I'm interested to see what you will do next. Well, we Us still too. have to... Um, I have to talk, climb this. I yeah. want to get up this hill. Just have to climb yeah, every mountain. Hill. I will All say. Right. So, so before we charge back into continued combat, how is everybody doing health wise? Mm, mm. I have all of my hit points. Uh, I'm a little better. down. Uh, I can't. How are you doing, Bruldish? I am at uh, 41 out of 59. Uh, I will give you. How about a cure wounds? How do you feel about that? I am asking because I only have 14 hit points. Thank okay. you. I will give you. <laughs> Issues see here. Um, okay, how are the rest of you doing? Because if we can, I, I mean, can also... I can also cast cure wounds, so I could just cast it on myself. I just I... out of curiosity, Elavor, Imra, how are you guys doing? I'm I'm perfect. Per I'm perfect. Oh. I am perfect. You are. Dan. I'm Thank gonna you. still spend. I think I'm gonna cast a mass healing word on at least me, <laughs> Bruldish, and Lena. Uh, the I like it. Other questions. Folks is... need more. Let me know. Yeah, I can also cure choice. wounds. Okay. You're picking the heal. I love it. Yeah. So many choices. Uh, all right, let's. That's what is important: is hurt. having choices in your healthcare options. Mm. Yes. Right. I always hoard my spell slots too, so yeah, can't take the, them with you, Aline. Sadly, not the best roll. Good try. Uh, so it's only a five, five hit points. Still, thank you. It. Everything helps. Mm -hmm. I am now at 19 out of 39. Uh, All right. Okay. Jane, why don't you take a cure? Oh, you're do you want to do it? it? Okay. I want to do it. Okay. Somebody can cure me if you want. I'll do a cure. Okay. On Lena is feeling that? very loved right now. 
Rule dish, take a... Is that a foreign feeling? Yeah, it's weird. Six yeah. more hit points. It's kind of itchy. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, self-care. They don't have self-care in Barovia. No. Um, Ooh, friends. Okay. Um, eight hit points you can add to you. Thank right. you. So just to remind you as you're healing and planning your next steps of the kind of geography and logistics of the hill, I'll remind you, you and the listeners at home, uh, Yester Hill is a very sizable hill. There were arguments already. We're not going to have them again about how big are hills. When does a hill become a mountain? Is this a big hill? Is it a small hill? How feasibly or unfeasibly steep is the hill? Answer, it's very steep. Um, there is kind of one main path that leads uh, from the, uh, you know, north to south, you were traveling south on it, that leads more or less straight up the hill. Uh, there are also all these series of concentric, 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 concentric circular paths going around the hill that you could potentially use to navigate the hill and arrive from another side of the hill if you were so interested. There are many stone cairns around the hill, some of which have spears in them apparently, at least one, others of which may be containing more druid berserkers who want to murder you. Some uh, did someone have... scout on top of... <laughs> Reference acknowledged. Um, yes. Uh, I don't know how much... Do, do, remind me, do you know what's on top of the hill? We haven't um, gotten on top, I don't think. There was a spooky tree we saw illuminated in the weather. Okay, so there is a very large, and I'll just... Chanting. Yes, I will tell, and I will just specifically mention on the map, you can see the top of the hill on the map, right? There's yeah. chanting kind of coming from the very top of the hill. The giant spooky tree is a little bit off to the south of the top of the hill. So there's kind of like mm. two, you could think of it as two locations on top of the hill, depending, and you might decide which one you wanted to head to first. The path leads you to chanting. You could take a, a side trek and go to the spooky tree first. So it's up to you. I'm very accommodating when I'm murdering you. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Um, first yeah. first question, Jane and Erica, do you need more wound curing? Um, I, I, I'm at 27 out of 39, so I think I'm okay. I'm down. I'm still down seven, and I feel like I tend to run into things, so more healing probably wouldn't yeah. be a bad thing I'm if you've got more. down some too, but I'm starting to burn through spell slots, and I'd rather keep some of those for... Yeah. Should I do have I encounter? do have a few of my own as well. Okay. Um. Okay, I'm gonna. I'll go ahead and use two spell slots, one for each of you. So Jane, take ooh eight. Ooh, thank you. And Erica, take ten. Nice. Okay, well, that's even more than I needed. But. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Uh, Lena has some color back in her cheeks. Not a lot. She yes. always kind of have a haunted pallor, but you know, little. Um, okay. Just thinking about. All right, this. then. Thank like, you. Yeah, yeah to start marching up the hill as soon as. Yeah, and up. Lena will just follow wherever Braldish goes because she's been wanting to charge. Actually, so. just before we do that, I'm just going to use burn one action and cast aid. Um, so three creatures within range get their hit point maximum and current hit points increased by five for the duration. Oh, yeah, I like that one. So let's do yeah. that on Bruldish. Let's do it on Lena. And then Check. 
anybody object to me doing it on crucible because i'm often in i the think that makes sense no i'm not i'm so, usually pretty far back yeah so. you guys yeah. you and elevore both seem to be pretty and ranged usually i That's think you know oh argal currently tied up he's not had a great day he has been mind controlled by a vampire right. and then wailed on by you all i think tactically you may wish to leave argal here next to a cairn to pick up on the way out assuming you survive yeah. um because I think he is still, you know, he's working through some things. I don't know if I feel safe leaving him next to Karen, but we can leave him somewhere. Mm. Around. Yeah. Aragal, if we give you this crossbow back, do you promise you won't try and shoot us with poison? Aragal kind of just drools a little bit. <laughs> you guys did hit him. You hit him in the head pretty hard. I do not think that was an affirmative. Perhaps we should hold on to the crossbow just in case. If I, if I have the crossbow, I will use it. I, uh, let's leave it with him. Not seem to be bad Why wouldn't you want to crossbow? use the crossbow? I'm confused. <laughs> it's it's his weapon. Oh, I okay. Totally there's, understand. Totally there, there's a code. This is his this. crossbow. I am unfamiliar I not with these codes, I but I understand. I, I knew that Broldish would get it. Yeah, I just didn't realize it was his. Also, I don't know if Tony wants me to have a super powerful poison crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, up the hill, then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are we just gonna do a direct approach, or yes. are we gonna? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yep. I think we're going straight forward. I, I'm I'm no good at hiding, so Broldish is just gonna trudge. I'm made of metal, very clanky. And according to the episode I just edited, you eat ball bearings. This is true. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about Which that. Which may have gotten cut out of the like final edit, but it was. That's a awesome. relevant character detail. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. I think that Lena is going to try and be a little bit away from everyone else and sneak it. All right. That makes sense. Um, I don't know how far we're going to get before we need to stop, but yeah. So let me, let me just tell you a little bit about what you're seeing. You're trudging up the steep hill. It's the rain is pouring. The lightning is flashing. It is the hit. The trail is like a nice 45 degree angle and turning into a river of mud. Everything is great. Uh, is what I'm saying, uh, but up the hill you go, following uh, the path that Strahd came down atop. A, a Look, I just want to say Bucephalus again, is what I'm saying here. Horse. Um, and so you eventually reach the top of the hill, and the sound of the chanting grows loud as you grow close to it. Atop the hill is a wide ring of boulders uh, and rocks cobbled together to make a uh, kind of a circle enclosing a field of dead grass. You can see lightning repeatedly striking the edge of the ring from time to time, illuminating a ghastly 50 foot tall statue. That's this thing. 50 foot tall statue made of tightly woven twigs and packed with black earth. The statue is a crude rendering of a towering cloaked man with fangs. Around the statue are many druids chanting, uh, this is the land, he is the land, etc." How tall are they? Drop those. Druids are druid size. Okay, because you said many druids, and I just want to make sure. <laughs> I shall call them many druids. There are many druids, tall statue, regular sized druids. Ah, uh, yes, um, the wicker babies. Yeah, uh, it looks like I have placed five druids on this map. Nope, six. I'm good at I counting. Was say. In, in the distance beyond like five, this, but there are six. 
Uh, I want to point out just because, you know, there's a lot of uh, similar motifs in some of the landscape here. There is a huge, ancient, gnarled, dead-looking tree over here uh, south of the circle. And there are many uh, shrubs and plant life in kind of hanging around in the shadow of the tree. Though they, from this distance, look like normal plant life, their placement seems suspicious. You've fought enough blights to guess that there's probably... Uh, like a collection of twig and needle blights hanging out uh, in the shadow of that tree. So it looks like you have reached the uh, the edge of the circle, uh, and I think you should probably roll initiative as the druids uh, see you coming. Sure thing. That seem, that seem fair? Yeah. Oh yeah. There's no way there's there's not going to be a battle at this point. Add those druids to the initiative order. And you've fought druids before. Uh, these druids, um, let's see. So you know, for example, that druids have, uh, when they have bark skin, which usually they do when they're fighting you, druids have an armor class of 16. You know, they have slightly less than 30 hit points. Um, you know that they're spell casters. Uh, they've also got sticks that they'll hit you with if you, you know, don't give them any other options. And I am gonna roll initiative for said druids. The druids got a rather sad Looks like other people are rolling initiative and putting stuff in. Does anyone need me to enter it for them? Nope, nope I'm good. All right. That nine is is correct. Is that everybody in there? Imra so. 24, Samus yep. 15. Does Samus not move on your turn, Elavor? I forget. Samus um, has, has her own initiative. Own, yeah. Okay, sometimes she has had a similar initiative to you, but not by not by constraint. So Samus, uh, the saber-toothed tiger that is good friends with Elevor is 15. Crucible 14, Alina Delina 13, Elevor 11. Um, Argal is not in this fight. Druid 10, Braldish 9. So the druids continue to chant in the general direction of the strange mud and stick statue uh, that depicts a fanged man. Um, and uh, yeah, Imra, you get to go first. Welp, um, remind me again how every time we come back to the cell, how big are each of the squares? They're 50 feet? I think, yeah, the squares yeah, are, one square is 50 feet, so multiple of you can occupy a square on this map because this map is annoying. So, okay. yeah. Um, so I'm really far away. You know what, if you want to be closer, because I think you guys moved as a group. You, I think you spread yourselves out as if you were moving on a normal scale map. Mm. I am going to say, because uh, I don't, because this map is too big, I am responding to Micah's legitimate complaint. Uh, I'm going to say oh. that you are, uh, you know what, you all, you're at the edge of the circle. You're 30 feet from the nearest druid. Druids on the far side of the circle are a good ways away from you. How's that? You're 30 feet from the nearest druids. Sounds Perfect. fair. We can use a little Tony, bit of theater of the mind here. Never more than 30 feet from a druid. That's not true. That's science. That's yeah. this group, hopefully. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> it's true. Uh, not let get away. So, yeah, we're going to fudge the scaling on the map a little bit because it's annoying me. Um, so, yeah, because of you're all at the, the edge work of this. I did to complain. That's also why. You get results. Good job, Micah. That's a good job. All right. Well, I guess I'm. 
you know, it's a steep hill. I've been kind of accosted by a rock who gave me a weapon. I don't know. I'm tired. I want to leave. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to try to get one of them with an arrow. All so right. So, I'm going to aim at I guess the one closest to me, which sure. is yeah. I'll give a, okay. I'll give them I'll give them numbers for Oh, that would sure. be super helpful. They all have names and personalities. 1E, 2E, 3E, 4E, 5E, and 6E. I'm just saying, I lived in Western Massachusetts for like 10 years. I can totally convey 10, ten different hippie stereotypes into these. For each a lot of, these of unique druids. Yeah. Grumpy, sleepy, dopey, doc. Or the right. one dopey, probably. Um, I am assuming that a 26 will hit. Indeed. So your arrow cuts through the rain and the wind and hits a druid who is still chanting as he turns to face you. Give me some damage, Imra. That is nine. And then my second strike, uh, 12. Wait, 12. no, 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 no. That was damage. 27. Also hits. Wowzers. Okay, can we use that 12 or do you want me to reroll? Uh, you can use that 12. Okay, 12 points of damage. All right, that druid is staggering. He's he's lost a bit of the rhythm in his chanting, if you know what I mean. All right, all set, Imra? Um, I think I'm actually going to move. Uh, I want I want to stay kind of behind the rock a little yeah. bit, but I'm going to move to the side of people. Mm -hmm. The you know there's this kind of makeshift rock wall that is creating this circle here uh it's it's uneven it's between five and ten feet in places so you know there's probably if you're an archer it's probably provides some really nice cover for you okay great cool so you take cover outside the rock wall ready to pepper the contents of the uh, circle with arrows yeah samus how's it going uh samus is going to run straight forward mm -hmm. and approach this druid badly injured druid uh will reach out a slash 16 to hit uh that's enough their ac is 16 all right then i'm going to do 2d6 plus 5 9 damage the druid crumples to the mud under uh the vicious attack from samus excellent um I would like to take the rest of, of Samus's speed. So Samus, if the if that druid was 30 feet away, I want to move 10 feet. So can I get to this corner closer to that druid? Sure. With the rest? All right, yep. that's what Samus will do. Excellent. Crucible, you stand at the entrance to the druid circle. Uh, Samus is in there. What are you going to do? Can I reach uh, this druid here? Yeah, yeah. totally can with with one one move action basically within, yeah within range you run in and attack another druid yep druid's got it coming i swing my yikawa in his general direction and 26 that'll do it uh it takes a total of 10 damage all right that turret is not having a good day all set? Uh, yep. Lena Delina, Elevore next. All right. So this this uh 
the druid circle, how high is the stone and are there gaps in it? Um, I would say that there's a lot of gaps. It's probably five to 10 feet. It's very uneven. Uh, it would be pretty trivial to climb. Okay. Uh, Lena would like to do so. And... Now, the one thing that happens as you clamber over the rocks, because you're deciding to take a shortcut around the Druid Circle and yeah. climb over the rocks, just roll me a D100. No reason. Oh, uh, okay. Roll high. Don't trust him. Maybe you need to roll low. 27. Okay. Uh, the, the, you, you, you touch the rocks and you climb over them, but you just get this kind of like discharge of static electricity through you as you clamor across the rocks and all of your hair stands out. Okay. Um, if, you, if you had rolled lower than an 11, you would have gotten hit by lightning. Huh. Um, so um, Lena- You're in the circle. There's two druids there. Yeah, and Lena has never looked um, more like she does currently with her hair sticking out. <laughs> she was really counting that she was going to drop down and look super cool with her swords. Um, mm -hmm. Instead, she dropped down and has her swords, but yes. you know, there's other stuff going on. Looks um, like she's been through the dryer cycle, though. <laughs> okay, so we are going to make an attack on the... Druid between me and Crucible. That's only a 14. That does not hit, hit the bark skin of a druid. All right, let's try another one. That's better. That is 19. Okay. Um, so that is going to be um, a... That'll be five damage and 10 sneak attack damage. So 15 damage altogether. Is that on druid three or druid four? Um, the druid that is standing between Crucible and I. Okay. We don't see any. We don't, we see, don't see them. Yeah. You don't see names. Okay. We see our own names. Yes. We do see oh, ourselves. There we go. Oh, druid three. Um, druid three is a listener three. And I would like to make use of a character feature that I have that I have never really tried before. Um, oh. But it's eye for detail, which is basically that I can make perception checks to search for clues as bonus actions. Mm -hmm. So like, I'm going to try and figure out uh, what is going on with the, with the big tall statue. So I'm yeah. like stabbing, but I'm also looking over to the side. <laughs> it's a no stab. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All um, right, so do you roll something for that? Yep, that'll be a perception check. Uh, that's a critical fail, which is oh. still nine, but. Uh, you suspect that the Druids are have hard at work uh, bringing, out, bringing about a prosperous harvest. I'm not at this new knowledge. Oh yes, the usual <laughs> harvest thing. These are just innocent Druids. I mean, I'm from Barovia, so it might not be that far off. Yeah, this is a traditional. This is what this is what Oktoberfest looks like in Barovia. Um, no all right, just big statues. That is my turn. Lena, Lena all set. Yep. Okay, Elavor. Hi. 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 Um, Elavor is going to. Uh, okay, if Crucible could run that way, then surely I can get surely. to Druid 1. Sounds good. Excellent. Um, as as Elavor approaches, his teeth grow longer and sharper, his nails grow longer and sharper, and 
poison starts to drip from both as he... Elevore, uh, buddy, are you okay? <laughs> as uh, primal savagery. Wow, how about 24 to hit? I think so. Hey. All right, you primally savage a druid. Uh, 12 damage on oh, druid gosh. one. All right. It is Elevore. If you are all set, it is time for Team Druid. I am all set. All right. I started the fight with six druids. One of them is dead. Two of them are significantly injured, but that does leave several druids. Uh, two of the druids uh, rush forward and kind of like start chanting louder and faster and are like holding on to the clutching the sides of the statue uh looking almost possessed as they kind of just scratch at it and chant faster and faster the other druids turn upon the new intruders uh to the uh to the fray so i think uh these druids are magic users so they're going to do they're going to unleash some magic on this situation i think first up druid one is going to cast a thunder wave um yeah, so I think Thunderwave is going to catch Elevor and Samus. I think Broldish is probably too far away to be caught, right? I don't, I don't remember what the range is on Thunderwave, yeah. but... Uh, it's a 15-foot cube, so yeah, you're way out. Okay. Um, all right, so Elevor, uh, roll a Constitution saving throw for yourself and for Samus. The Druid saving throw, I think it is a... Their spell save is only a 12. <laughs> oh, no. uh, Elevore did not save. How about Samus? Uh, let's see how, how Samus did. Uh, Samus saved. Samus All right. Saved, I mean. Samus saved. Um, so, Elevore, I could have rolled a lot worse. You are going to take four thunder damage and oh, be okay. flung 10 feet back up against the stone wall that encircles this ritual circle uh samus takes half damage which is only two and uh samus holds her position uh dirt and mud is flying everywhere uh the next druid seems to think that that's a great idea and uh druid three is going to unleash a thunder wave i think this one will catch broldish so crucible and broldish give me a quick constitution saving throw dc 12 18 14 you are 18 and 14 or 15. Okay. Yeah. You hunker down and lean into the wave as there's just a boom of thunder this time inside the circle echoing all around. Uh, You will take half damage, which is, I rolled 10. So you'll take five damage each, but you're not pushed back. Uh, Druid four uh, is kind of face to face with Lena Delina. Druid four casts uh, Shillelagh on uh, its kind of simple walking stick and will uh, attack uh, Lena Delina. That is a very unimpressive 12. No. All right. The druid is just swinging a stick around over its head, uh, <laughs> looking somewhat dazed. Yeah, he gets it in her hair, not realizing yeah. that because of the shock, it's much larger. <laughs> yeah. I think that's my druids. Broldish, you are next. All right. Well, I was going to go after druid one, but then druid three hit me but i'm also concerned about that giant statue thing so i think i'm going to join if i can make it join elevore and samus do you think i can make it that far or do you think uh yeah I think is closer? so no i think they're i think they're roughly equally distant all right i'm just uh, gonna move this dead druid off the map 
All right. <laughs> then uh, I'm I'm going to run in, charge in, shouting, inhale his name. And as I raise my sacred axe, I am casting as a bonus action, thunderous smite. Um, Hala be with me. And so, um, well, we'll see. If I hit, then something will happen. If I don't hit, then we won't even have to worry about that right now. Mm -hmm. That's 23. Yeah. All right. So as I hit, my weapon rings with thunder that is audible within 300 feet of me. So it is loud. Uh, and the attack deals an extra 2d6 thunder damage to the target. Okay. Yep. So. So for regular damage, it's 11. Plus five thunder damage. Uh, okay, the druid collapses into the ground. Uh, and I assume I probably can't, yeah, this is probably as far as I can make it, so I can't yeah, use I my so. second attack. Um, but I, I, like, hold the axe up to the sky and shout, in Hela's name, Hela be praised. All right. Imra. Mm, okay, so I think... I'm actually kind of conflicted. Am I in range of Druid 3 or would I need to move? For a melee attack or for uh, For arrow? a uh, longbow. Oh, totally. Okay. What's Is the range of oh, 150. Silence? Oh, 150. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen anyone not be within range of something of a longbow. <laughs> okay. Even here, the biggest of pills. Did you ask if anyone knows silence? Yeah, it just seems like that would be a good spell for this situation. Mm -hmm. It's only a tw it's a twenty foot radius. I don't think I have it on this. Oh wait, I, I, yeah, have, I yeah. don't have it prepped. So that's all right. Cleric spell lists. Just asking. I know silence. I just don't know it today. <laughs> I haven't loaded that, that that disc yep. into my. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we should get you some more ROM, buddy. Um. <laughs> All right, so for my first attack on Druid 3, I rolled a 14. Uh, bounces off his bark skin armor. Okay. Second attack is a 24. Yeah. And that is six, only six, six points it's, of damage. You know what? He had been badly wounded. Six, uh, I think Crucible and Lena Delina had attacked him. So six points of damage, that arrow catches him in the neck, sending him spinning and collapsing to the ground. Okay, and then I'm going to move close. I'm going to move to the entrance of the circle, mm -hmm. um, just because that seems to be where the action is. So, and that's my turn. All right, Samus. For Samus, I've been saying it wrong. Samus. Samus is like the character from Metroid. Sam yep. Samus is the character from this game. A three to hit. I think that'll do it. Uh, which druid are you attacking, Samus? Uh, they murdered. Brol just murdered the druid that oh, was right next to us. Oh, oh my! Well then, let me approach the druid. Sorry about that. Next, druid five. All right, druid five. I will say that Samus has advantage on druid five. You don't need it clearly, because uh, druid five is basically busy doing some kind of ritual and not paying attention to the saber tooth tiger eating him. Let's see what kind of damage we did. Two d six plus five. Okay, so 11 damage. All right. That's and not then... good. Fear. Unless you are. 
on the um, good guy's side. <laughs> you must succeed on a DC 14 strength saving throw or be knocked prone. All right, let me just check what the druid's uh, strength is. It's not going to be great. Uh, I rolled a critical fail. So, right. yeah. Then I that druid make... is knocked off its feet. Uh, Samus gets to make a bite attack as a bonus action. Mm -hmm. Roll d10 plus five. Uh, ten damage. Do you have to roll to attack, or did you automatically hit? Oh, oh, whoops! You're right. Yep. If target's brother can make one bite attack against it as a bonus. Yeah. Sorry. All right. Oh, 13 to hit. That's too. 13 would miss. Remember, you have an advantage when Samus oh, is attacking somebody like... on the ground. Also. Oh, oh. that's less. Oh. That's all right. It's all right. Good work, Samus. Uh, Crucible. How far am I really from Druid 6? Um, right. I'm going to say you're 50 feet from Druid 6. Okay, so I can't get there in one turn. Uh, how concerned are we about these guys doing whatever they're doing to the statue? Is that priority? Yes. Mm -hmm. Remind me, is the statue on fire? Statue is not on fire. Not, not okay. yet, anyways. Could it be? Uh, I mean, anything so could be on fire. Would that be good, or is that what they're going for? I would hesitate. <laughs> uh, all right, Crucible will move. You said, what, what did you say? Six, I said eight? it was like, uh, like, sorry. I just measured it and then took half 50. of what the map thinks okay. it. Yeah, I'm going to move go. to about Thank halfway, you. assuming that's about my movement. Yep. And then I will um, shoot a Sacred Flame at Druid 6 there. So that's a uh, dexterity saving throw for the druid. Uh, okay, druid six. Dexterity saving throw. Uh, druid six, I think, rolled a 16. How's that do? It's fine. All right, druid All right. 16 ducks and continues praying. Hey, you saw my sacred flame coming. I guess I'm done. <laughs> All right. That's it. Lena Delina, there's a druid swinging a, you know, a stick at you. And I don't like that. So I am going to um, swing my sword back at them. Um, okay, that is a 17. That hits. Yep. So that'll be uh, five damage. And then uh, 13 sneak attack damage. All right, that druid is very wounded. Yep. Um, and then I will uh, do an offhand attack. Um, so that is going to be not great. I will miss with the second attack. All right. Several um, druids remain, though they are, some of them are hurt. Some of them are on the ground being mauled by a tiger. All set, Lena? Yep. Elevore. <clears throat> so, I really would like to set the statue thingy on fire. Mm -hmm. But I also don't know if that's a great idea. Yeah. Couldn't you, like, One roll druid to... Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what skill druid is, out. but... It's um, traditionally called nature. Yeah, nature or arcana. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm proficient in both. 
I will let so, you do one of those as a free action. Okay, let's roly doly boly some arcana. Uh, some some druidic arcana specifically. Mm, sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, 15. That's and what are you trying to learn about the situation? I'm trying, more. I'm trying to learn as a druid, as I'm searching through the history and knowledge of my mm-hmm. uh, druidic ways, if I recognize this, um, this uh, ceremony mm-hmm. and, and what the statue sort mm-hmm. of represents in the ceremony. All right. Uh, so you think about the words the druids are saying and, and what they're doing and how the circle has been arranged. And you look at this strange uh, statue built out of earth and twigs and sticks to resemble a large fang caped man, 50 foot high. Uh, and it sure seems like the druids are trying to channel life into this inanimate mismatch of mud and sticks and dirt. They're trying to animate it. It says, they're trying to make a golem. And then he approaches uh, Druid 5, and once again, his teeth get all creepy and nails and all that jazz. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we do... And you should have advantage because he's on the ground, right? Oh, that's true. Yeah, you do. Let's see if I'll end... <laughs> Not as big an advantage That's as we annoying. were hoping. I'm gonna use my inspiration because it comes and it goes. No, wait. Maybe wait and see if the statue comes to life and then God, save the inspiration for that. Although, if you kill him, maybe the statue won't come to life. Decisions, decisions. I am sad. I don't like the way Tony just clapped his hands there. Was I was just, I was just stretching. Uh-huh. Like clapping. Yeah. As you do. Just get it. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm going to play the piano after this. I got to, you know, limber up. You I'm know. sure your neighbors will really appreciate that. <laughs> Elevor, what are you thinking? That's all Elevor can do. He was going to do something better, buddy. All right. Didn't. The uh, druids are next. Druid five is praying, and druids, druid five and druid six are continuing to, to chant. And there is the horrible sounding of kind of twigs snapping and sticks stretching as the large statue of a nondescript, presumably pale faced man with large fang like teeth and a cape and you know, you just get the t- you get the sense that this is a statue of someone who owns like like just a really great horse, uh, stretches and comes to life. Would you say this is um, a statue of a doctor? No, a doctor Acula. No, no, Dan. Are you sure? You're fired. Um, all right, the statue comes to life uh, and kind of like the arms are flailing around uh each arm ends in like kind of just a horrible branch of of talon like uh sharp uh, uh uh twigs and branches and the feet are these like writhing masses of roots and one of the branches just kind of scoops up druid five and drops him into the gaping maw of this giant wooden statue uh, I'm gonna roll. Holy I'm gonna cool. roll initiative. Good news, for this. everybody. One less. <laughs> uh, yeah. Right. Yay. All right. 
Uh, this creature gets to come in to the next order at uh, 16. I think he's our friend. He ate a druid, so. Right, yeah. The enemy, the enemy of our, our druids. Yeah. All right. Is, is this a large creature? It is very large. This is yeah. a 50 foot tall uh, it, 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 uh, giant wooden tree monster. It's it's huge. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, all right. Broldish. Okay. Um... There's still one badly injured druid, and there's a ornery looking uh, wooden um, effigy that wants to kill you. All right. Well, as a bonus action, I am going to use my channel divinity. Uh, well, I'm, first, I'm going to get a little bit closer. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm charging up to this this tree thing. Can I get All right. close? Yeah, totally. Okay. Um, yeah, so the, the big tree statue thingy. And uh, I'm going to use my channel divinity to uh, do a vow of enmity. I hate okay. you, I say to it. <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. Um, so I get uh, advantage on attack rolls against it for one mm-hmm. minute, uh, or until it drops to zero HP or falls unconscious. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. And uh, and then I'm gonna shout, uh, inhale his name. Be gone, foul creature, because uh, it looks a lot like a tree, and you know it's really good for cutting down trees. An axe. In- indeed, classic. Yep. Yep, totally. And uh, since the thunderous smite lasts for a whole minute, I still have that going. My axe is sort of like vibrating mm-hmm. a little bit. I'm gonna. Sh- they have. They provided art of this creature. Uh, it does not look as much like a person as I. I think this is generic monster manual art. So I'll share this with you. Uh, I think in the version of this adventure, it should look more like a a person Ooh. that it has been arranged in. But mm-hmm. that is the giant tree that you are fighting. That's a big mouth. Yeah. I, I think of that as the maw. I'm sorry. My favorite bit about that is tree blights also hate tree ants, and the feeling is mutual. <laughs> <laughs> well, tree ants are like your good trees. Yeah. Tree blights are your bad trees. Oh, right. You got so a lot of neutral trees out up right there. Yeah. There's a lot of neutral trees out there, Dan, waiting to see how things shake out before they pick a side. Swing, swing trees, we call them. <laughs> yes. Well, those are trees you hang a swing from. Oh, um, that's true. Broldish, you're murdering a tree. I am. So that's uh, 11 points of slashing damage. Silvered slashing damage, if that did you matters. Did you roll to hit, or did we skip that part? Oh, sorry. I rolled a 24 to hit. Okay, so yeah. Please tell me that hits, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 11 slashing damage. Yes, plus... Let me just check. This tree can't be blinded, can't be deafened. Technically, it is seeing with blindsight, because it doesn't have eyes. Hmm. Um, it understands common and juridic, but usually doesn't converse with people. <laughs> usually. Usually, usually, um, this counts as a. This is not going to come up unless things go awry. Uh, this is counts as a siege monster. It does double damage to buildings. Um, well, if it yeah. decides to run it away does... from us and it wants to go through that wall, yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't care about fire, is what I'm getting. No, it does not seem to care about fire. It's you know, it's fresh, it's fresh wood. Tree. But the slashing damage, like the axe damage, seems to uh... seems good. Doesn't care okay. that it's silvered. So I have okay. noted the damage that you indicated to me, which right. I think was it eleven. Uh huh. Plus uh, another six, um, thunder damage. All right. And is it a creature? Yeah. Okay. It also needs to make a strength saving throw. Okay. It is really good at those. I figured it probably was. 
That is, I'm not going to lie to you, one of its things it's great at. Uh, I have rolled, I have jinxed myself and rolled 12. Oh, it needed a 13. So it is pushed 10 feet away from me and knocked prone. Ooh. Timber! Uh, it crashes into the wall encircling this. It is just like a, 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 the sound of the thunder damage and the echo of the giant tree stumbling and kind of collapsing, holding itself against the uh, um, the wall that encircles this as Broldish goes toe-to-toe with this balsa wood kaiju. Um. So he touches the wall is yeah. what I'm hearing? Uh, yeah, he does. 86. Way ah, ahead of you. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. The, the secret is, you know, you want to roll high, so he's fine. Okay. Oh. Lightning right, well, hits near it. Mm-hmm. I uh, I don't think I have the movement to just follow it, but there mm-hmm. is a druid right next to me, so I'm going there to do a second attack on this druid. You have advantage because that druid's prone. Yeah, that's, that's still not great. I only got a 14. Uh, yeah, that will not hit. All right. I'm, I'm still keeping an eye on the, the tree too much to actually pay attention to this. Tree. All right. Imra, you stand on the edge of the circle, which is now, it started as just a just a freewheeling druid party, and now it's like a wrestling ring for Bulldish and a tree monster that looks somewhat like a dapper gentleman you met recently. Hmm. Aragorn? Is in the eye of no, no, not Aragorn. <laughs> All right. Well, I was going to try you, Rick Tavio. <laughs> <laughs> it's me. I'm ghost. inside a tree now. <laughs> Rick Tavio. Everyone can relax. Rick you Tavio s- has arrived. I am a tree now. You scamp. I have a complicated backstory. <laughs> um, I was going to. Tr- I, I moved in a little bit into yep, the, the circle of trust. Life. Um, life. I was going to try to hit that with an ensnaring strike, but that is a strength-based save, and he would get advantage. It would get advantage because it's a large creature, so I'm not going to do that. Um, Instead, I'm going to use uh, Hunter's Mark at the second level, and I'm going to try to hit it with an arrow. 26. That hits. These D&D you, Beyond Dice are treating me well today. You hit the broadside of a giant tree blight. All right. So that's seven plus four 11 points of damage for my first. Mm-hmm. And then Hunter's Mark lasts for up to an hour. Okay, we're good. All right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to replicate that. Uh, 16? 16 hits. Okay, great. I like it when it hits. And... That's another 7 plus... Do I, I get Hunter's Mark again, right? That doesn't... I do not know. It's not like a one-time... I have zero no, knowledge. Hunter's Mark continues. Whenever you hit with a weapon attack. Yep. Sounds like it's whenever. All right. Yep. So up to an hour, you can you can keep Hunter's Mark going for a long time. So that's eleven points. Another eleven points no. of damage. All right. Wow. So I got that, him you, for twenty-two. You have dished out a lot of damage between you and Broldish in a short amount of time. Okay. High five. Once we're done. Emma, you all set? <laughs> yeah. Um. Can I do? 
would it would it be worth doing a quick nature check on it or do you sure, we, we feel you. like we have all the information we need feel free. um that was a crit all right let me uh uh you're his mom now <laughs> oh, that, oh that's not how that works that's not how that works Just it's a crit fire she's his son. mom that's, now i mm, I'm looking at the I rules feel... here, and it says that she's his mom now. Yeah. Well, I it's really hard for me to Tony, argue with Michael. Tony, consult the table. The wicker strut has imprinted upon her. Yes. <laughs> like a baby duck. All right. So, uh, you, you know, looking at this creature, just sizing it up and down, I like the name wicker strut. Uh, it is better than this character's actual name, which is Winter Splinter. Uh, oh, as you rhymes. Yeah, Winter Splinter. As you Terrible. size up wicker strut, uh, Imra, you get the sense that this is an, an ambulatory plant creature of pure evil. It seems to be basically a much huger, bigger version of the horrible blight, uh, twig and needle blights you fought back in the winery. Uh, it's huge. It's 50 feet tall, um, but it's got the, and it's kind of made of spongy wood and thorny brambles, uh, rubbery roots trailing out behind it. Uh, it's blood is sap uh, and, you know, sap saturated with the blood of creatures it may have consumed. Um, Just to be clear, Tony, Winter like Splinter term. is a uh, mutant rat wearing a parka. Thank you, thank you. I was like, Ninja Turtles reference incoming was triggered. My 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 sense tingled in my head. Um, my eighties sense. Um, uh, you know, blights are friends with other blights, so it's you know this 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 creature would love to team up with some needle blights or twig blights. They hate triants. The feeling is mutual. Um, yeah, I think that's that's about it. So okay, no particular immunities or uh, defenses to fire or whatnot. Uh, this okay. one's also real, real big. Okay. Yeah. Until we chop it to pieces. I, I think that's my turn. All right, Samus. Uh, Samus will. Can Samus run? Oh, man, There's still a scary. druid right in front of Samus, so oh, that's if she, right. Yeah, if she that, runs, she might yeah, take a attack. Yeah, she should. She should definitely attack the one right in front. So Brildish can walk away <laughs> with impunity. Twenty-three to hit. That's what's all up. right. Uh, Samus mauls the druid lying on the ground, marveling at the, his his uh, the works his his druidic works. Roll damage. Oh, <laughs> I was hoping it would just. <laughs> uh, I'm picturing Samus just like shaking this druid back and forth like cat with a damage. A what was that? Uh, 11? 11. All right. The druid is still alive, but very badly injured. That's annoying, but I'll take it. Immer, I should mention as you were studying the uh, the tree blight, there you did notice kind of a like perhaps maybe when it's huge uh, maw opens and closes, there's kind of like a green pulsing light coming from inside. Okay. Um, do oh, I yeah. feel like it would be like an aim for the mouth type thing or? That might be, it might be, let me say, it's probably a lot easier to see what that thing is that's making that light if the uh, the blight was dead. <laughs> I can't. Pro I can't stress how. I can't stress how much easier it would be if this thing was not moving around, thrashing, and trying to kill you to see what was going on inside its digestive tract. That was um, insightful. Thank you. I'm here to help. Anyone got so. a mage hand? <laughs> um, <laughs> Samus. Uh, anything else from Samus? Mm, nope. 
All right. The tree blight known as Winter Splinter is next. Winter Splinter is currently on the ropes, uh, kind of uh, gets up and pushes off of the wall. Uh, Jane, feel free to roll another D100. Oh, yes, please. Um, roll low. It roll low. It's going to be 51. All right. The tree blight uh, shuffles over. Um, it's still, I guess it has 15 feet of movement. I think that's enough to get over here. And the tree blight has multi-attack. So uh, the also, I'm just going to tell you, the tree blight is not very um, dissinuating. So uh, there's four of you there, if you count Elevor, Samus, Broldish, and a druid. <laughs> and the tree blight can make four attacks. Are you kidding so, so uh, an attack on each of the four of you, including the uh, the the druid. Who he has um, Let's see. He, yeah. Um, so first off, he's going to make different types of attacks. So Broldish and the druid, um, the the like the the feet of the tree bright are these huge tentacled mass of grasping roots, and they reach out at you. I'm going to roll for the uh, druid first. Um, I hit. Um, let's see. Yeah. Reap what ye sow, druid. I yell. All right. The druid is grappled by the, uh, um, by the blight. Um, let's see. So that happens. It looks like, it does not look like, it does not do any damage, uh, but it, the creature will take damage at the start of its turn. Let's see if the same thing happens to Broldish. Broldish twenty four to hit. Uh, yeah, that totally. All right, Broldish, you are like the 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 roots wrap around your legs and like drag you under the tree. Um, you are grappled. Um, you can do stuff about that on your turn. So the feet of the the horrible tree blight are are just dragging creatures into the tree blights, uh, the vicinity of its maw. Look to see what's in its mouth. And the tree blade is going to swing its huge branch-like arms at Samus and Elevore. Samus, uh, 23 to hit. Elevore, uh, 18 to hit. Since you tried to hit the Metroid oh, you know character, what? I, does that mean it misses Samus? I'm, no. Darn it. I'm using my... Well, I can, can I still use my protection... If I am grappled, like it just it says my speed is zero, but my my protection is interposing my shield in between myself or the the attacker and one of my friends. Yeah, why not? Next to me. Okay. There's a big fight. Things are wrapped around your legs. You a branch swings past. Your leg is totally wrapped up. You're not going anywhere, but you swing say, your shield out and I'm try and do I something. Try to protect Samus because it looks like Samus is sort of like a little bit closer to me than Elevor. Uh, so what happens to Samus when you do that? It's, it's disadvantage for the attack on Samus. Uh, Alright. Uh, I forget what the number... 23. I roll, 23. Let's see if I roll lower. I rolled higher. Oh, so, that's annoying. Sorry. Yeah, I rolled really well. It was great. Okay, uh, It's a hit on both of us. Alright, I apologize. Both of you are going to take 16 bludgeoning damage as basically just like a freight train of lumber wallops into you all righty well first of all what's a train yeah. um 
like all right. a bunch just of wagons. Yeah, just yeah. imagine. Uh, all right. The other thing, as a bonus action, the roots grab and pull uh, Broldish in, and like a maw kind of opens up in the torso of uh, of Winter Splinter. I imagine this is very unsettling because it's like there's this big giant wooden effigy of Strad von Zarovich, mm -hmm. and his like chest has opened up into like like slathering teeth teeth trees, um, tree teeth that are trying to eat uh, Baraldish at this point. Pick um, one thing. Pick one thing. Stick to it. Baraldish, uh, 20 to hit. Yes. Uh, can you do anything about that? I don't think so. All right. You will take 19 piercing damage as it just kind of like chews on your legs. Owie. I, that is not what Broldish says. That's what I say. I've Broldish got an owie. <laughs> Let's make that All right, clear. Crucible, you are next. Crucible seeing this is a little disturbed, but seems unflappable as always. He sort of does like he, you know, you know, stops. He like composes himself. His symbol on his forehead starts to glow, and then he reaches out a finger and tries to zap the uh, uh, Wickerstrad with a guiding bolt mm -hmm. which we're going to cast at level three don't hold back uh so that's a 26 bam nice uh and they will take a total of 23 damage all right i will wow, use a, a lot. bonus action yeah no, bonus action. That. shoot no oh. i take it back i cannot do that this turn uh, I will um use my movement to get up. Mm -hmm. eh, it's got multi attack. All right, into smashing range. I would like to stay just outside of smashing range so I can still help my friends. Hopefully, yeah. I will say its range on its attacks is pretty. Uh, it has reach of fifteen on its you know 15? things. Fifteen. I it's a it's a fifty foot tall tree monster. Sixteen feet away. <laughs> <laughs> you just you're getting at your little. I, yeah, protractor principal can measure things. I don't need a protractor. Yeah. Just use a ruler. <laughs> Here, hold this measuring I was, tape. You, <laughs> I said I said protractor because protractor is a funny word, and I was using it to make fun of you. I, I know what a protractor. <laughs> is. Explaining it is a little protracted. Mm. All right, it's really getting into uh, Jane's turn. Jane, <laughs> Lena, Delina. <laughs> that was the shortest turn so far. I, I still have this still nerd going. druid creeping up yeah, on me. Yeah, there's still there's still one sad pathetic druid who I believe has not hit you yet with a stick. No, there. Um, I would like to try and free my. Okay, that's a crit. Um, this is going to be a lot of dice. Um, for the druid or for something else? You don't need a lot of dice for this druid. <laughs> uh, start okay. with one die and keep going until you you've killed him. Uh, okay, that's twenty damage. Without sneak attack. All right. You lop off his head. Okay. So I do. And then I whip out my crossbow. <laughs> um, and we are going to try and shoot the big tree. Mm -hmm. I like that you said that like it was the beginning of a game show. Shoot the oh, big tree. tree. Welcome back to another episode wrong. of Shoot the Big Tree. Uh, and on this life. episode, 23. <laughs> 23 hits, your crossbow bolt whirls past Crucible's head okay. into the side of Wickerstrad. Okay, well, that's um, 
Okay, that's 12 damage. All right. I will tell you, you have dumped a huge amount of damage into Winter Splinter, AKA Wickerstrad, this huge wooden earth and stick effigy of Count Strad von Zarevich. Sap is oozing out of the many wounds you have uh, done to him. You could say, if we were playing fourth edition, he's bloody. He's sappy. He's just sappy. Oh, sappy. I found uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Lena, all set? Yeah. Uh, Elevore. Um, Elevore is going to... Back away. <laughs> just start making that slow keening noise. Understand this correctly. Okay. Um... You smell ozone, and Lena Dulina's hair stands even more on end, and there's a sort of rise in the air as a stroke of lightning uh, comes out from the end of Elevore's hand, hits Druid 5 and the tree. Um, each creature must make a dexterity saving throw. Of Let me dexterous is a tree. How, okay. The answer is not. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna roll for the I'm gonna roll for Winter Splinter first. Um, this is just straight up dexterity saving throw. Uh, I rolled a 16 for Winter Annoying. Splinter. And uh, what about this Druid on the ground? I would think that the Druid on the ground probably has disadvantage because he's on the ground and in fact currently being wrapped up in a vine. Yes. So that works for me. Uh, well, that's good because I rolled a critical. And a 10. So we will take the, his modifiers plus one. So he got an 11, which I believe is a fail. Okay. We will roll this. Does Winter Splinter take damage um, on a miss? So, yes. Uh, the Druid mm -hmm. on the ground will take 32 damage. And, okay. Um, Winter Splinter will take... Da, 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 16 damage. Could you could you just paint us a little award picture there elevore of what carnage you are wreaking wrecking uh is, is the druid what what you what you're doing here oh yeah that um, would have killed yeah. a, a a hale and hardy druid let alone one that samus has been gnawing on for 10 minutes <laughs> yeah so as you as i mentioned that that uh, ozone fills the air everyone sort of feels a static and there's this bright blue beam streaks out from Elevore's hands. In fact, he probably still has those little creepy nails from his uh, primal savagery. And so it reaches out from the end of there and he kind of like gets a little bit blown back. His hood sort of flares up and it reaches out and you can see, it's like a cartoon, you can see the skeleton of, uh, of the Druid Six or whatever it was. And then mm -hmm. it arcs from Druid Six into Winter Splinter and shoots lines of lightning mm -hmm. all the way through its branches. And as you can see, you know, Winter Splinter does not have uh, uh, a, a skeleton per se, but you can see kind of outlined in the electricity, the crude kind of internal structure of the wooden effigy of Count Strad von Zarevich. And at the center of that kind of glowing green against the black and white uh, x-ray lightning effect of the rest of Winter Splinter is some kind of orb egg-shaped thing in the center glowing and pulsing with green green energy uh all right elevore all set uh yes all set next up is team druid team druid is dead thanks to <laughs> elevore and lena delina uh, uh broldish take us home all right um you I... are 
just to, you are currently uh, grappled by the blight. So at the start of your turn, take nine bludgeoning damage. Ow. Fine. I will take nine bludgeoning damage. You have been gnawed on by, you know, mm-hmm. foliage oh. <laughs> and, and right. grapples. Well, the smart thing would be to heal myself, but I'm brolish. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so instead, I'm gonna. I I, I saw what uh, what Imra did and that hunter's mark thing, and thought, hey, I can do that. Uh, I am also, as a bonus action, going to cast hunter's mark on this giant tree, and uh, that I, I double checked. Thunderous smite is not a concentration spell, so it just keeps going. I don't have to think about it. Um, so yeah, so I choose the tree and mystically mark it as my quarry. So I get to deal an extra 1d6 damage to it if I hit. I also have advantage on any wisdom or uh, perception or survival checks. Mm. Um, but that's like to find it. And I'm pretty sure I know where it is right now. Yeah, so do you want to find the tree? That. It's right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's that big tree that's hurting you. Um, there are very few. There's only one other tree on the top of this hill and that one's not murdering you currently and it would be hard to mistake one for the other currently yeah all right so i will roll foreshadowing that's a 25 to hit all right your axe lays into this lumber as if it was built for that purpose all right so then that's eight slashing damage Mm -hmm. nine thunder damage Mm -hmm. And one just additional damage. And it still has to make a strength saving throw. All right. I have rolled a 24 on okay. strength. That time it makes it, but I have another attack. Mm-hmm. So 23 to hit. Yep. And five plus. Actually, do I get Hunter's Mark every attack or yes. every turn? Yay! Every okay, attack. so then, okay, so that's uh, five, five. So that's ten regular damage, hmm. Hmm. and nine thunder damage, and it needs to make a strength saving throw. Uh, I rolled very high, twenty-three this time. Ah, I was hoping I could smash it away from me and get out of this grapple. It's you know, yeah, didn't happen. So I'm just still here, still grappled. Still grappled. shouting, Halo be praised for all that damage. All right. You have done over 100 damage to Winter, Winter Splinter, a.k.a. Uh, Wicker Strahd, but still the huge tree blight that takes on the appearance of the dread lords, the devil himself, one Strahd von Zarevich, stands tall and mighty, seeking to crush you beneath its limbs to strangle the love life from you with its roots and I don't know probably do some other mean things to you with like bark or something right that's what trees do they've got bark it's worse than their bite yeah I'm not sure it's worse than their bite it's, it's not Dan we've it. seen that <laughs> yeah I mean, it's mouth the bite did 19 damage bark unknown um <laughs> will our adventures all come out of this fight intact will they chase down Strahd von Zeritz and see what is he up to next will Argal come to his senses what evils will await us in the future and beyond for answers to questions such as these tune in next time to Total Party Kill thank you and good night bye nerds Woo,
Uh, thank you for listening, anyone who's still listening to the live stream or there people listening to the bootleg. people on the wow. live stream. We love having you. Uh, we will hopefully be back uh, soon, possibly as soon as next week. I think we're going to try and stick with this earlier time uh, uh, to help us get through these things. But thank you for adjusting your schedules to join us here. Uh, it's also worth mentioning, if you haven't already seen, there is a 250th, is that right, Erica, episode of Total Party Kill coming up soon. We are going to do an Ask the Dungeon Master. Uh, Dan will be there. Scott will be there. I might be there. <laughs> you better uh, be but, there. But uh, Eric, yeah, Erica is collecting questions in advance. Uh, there's there's a Twitter thread you can reply to. There's a thing in the member Slack. I, there's probably a place you could email them as well. Uh, but we want your questions because that's what we're going to answer. We're not going to talk about anything else. So it's either your questions or Centaur hockey player talk, and you know, <laughs> or both, I or can, both. Yeah. You could ask yeah. about Centaur hockey players. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anything else we need to say or conclude uh, today's biz business that is Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. The meeting is adjourned. The meeting adjourned. No, no old business. Um, well, this is interesting. I didn't know which way you were going to go up the hill or what would happen after your encounter with Strahd. Um, but yeah, giant giant wooden effigy of him. It's uh, yeah, a lot of Strahd. Pretty satisfying, I think, from a Brilder's perspective. Mm. Yeah, and... and... I just I kept thinking about like slowly like trying to wind our way around mm. to the top and nope. I was Go like straight for the hill. we're gonna be here like seven years. This is <laughs> gonna be our lives. This is the hill you die on. Um, <laughs> Spoilers. Awesome. The hill that tree dies on. Uh all right. Good night live stream. Thanks for tuning in. Bye. Bye, Bye Mom. We love our live stream. <laughs>